oh heck, there's no sex, we holiday in. Say, if your plus one that is platonic that you take to family function starts acting up, then you date Aunt Suzanne. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Dare Daniel podcast, where you send us your most sinister movie dares, and we suffer the consequences for your hopeful amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, and let me tell you this. Panini makers are expensive. With me, as always, is film critic Daniel Barnes. Hi, everyone. On this show, we do your dirty work. Yo, dirty dogs, you, you curs, by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them on our unique system. It's a system unique to the show. No other show has this, and if they do have it, let us know and we can sue them. We're quite litigious. Uh, Run-of-the-mill bad film, we rated a dare, double dare for those truly atrocious movies, and we reserve the reverse dare for a despised movie that we think is actually, you know what, Eh, it's pretty good. Today, tonight, this morning, whatever, whenever you listen to this, on the podcast, we're celebrating Love Day, Valentine's Day, with a review of the 2020 holiday-themed romantic comedy, Holidate, starring Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey. But before we get started, we're going to talk about the beers we're drinking with our hands intertwined, sipping (laughs) through the locked in a lover's embrace. (laughs) For National Beer Day, whatever holiday, this, this hol- the great thing about holiday, it's for all holidays. The other great thing about holiday, uh, the, uh, um, but yes, uh, beer, Corky, we each have a beer. Of course, we're still no vaccines quite yet. We're not in the, not quite in that 65 or older uh, range yet. We're not essential. I'm not essential. I think you're pretty essential, but I've... I've for sure, non-essential. I have that stamped on my ass. Non-essential. Not essential. <laughs> but today I got another moxa beer. I got something hey. a little different today. I have a lot of IPAs on the show. I have a lot of different things. Today I have an Imperial Stout made with Panamanian Geisha coffee. Geisha coffee is like a variety wow. of coffee. It's a really fantastic variety with uh, very floral and sweet notes. This is an 11% absolutely freaking delicious coffee syrup beer right here from Moxa. It's made with Mostra coffee. Mostra is an absolutely fantastic roaster from San Diego. They do all the coffee for Moxa beers. Um, This is fantastic. Again, support your local brewery. They've been struggling so hard for the last year. Go out there, support your craft breweries, support your craft distilleries, wineries, all these fantastic people, your beer bars and bottle shops and all these places. Do whatever you can to support them because that's light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, knock on wood. Excellent beer. Corky, what do you got? I am revisiting Imperial Beer out of Brentwood, California. I'm drinking their Sweep the Dregs West Coast IPA. It's a centennial mosaic. And it says, there's no haze in this dojo. And let me tell you, this is not a hazy IPA. It's a traditional West Coast. It's good. It's down. It's dirty like a Cobra Kai dojo kind of thing. Nice. You know? I don't know. Punch in the face. (laughs) How did that become like a big thing again? I mean, I've never seen the show, but so... Me neither, but I think it's much like this movie. uh, Two people that should not be together, who have nothing in common, come to find love over the course of years. I think I think what we're finding is that Karate Kid was really a love story between Johnny and... Oh, Daniel. Johnny and Daniel. (laughs) Karate Kid is the reason that people, for most of my adolescent and young adult life, called me Daniel-san. Is that the one you got? Of course. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? That's the reference for everyone our age. Daniel son. Oh, anyone? Dude, Daniel's try going. Son. Oh, hey, no, try... I'm. I, I get it. Life goes on. 
quirky. Yes. But, but, hey, Eighth grade. Life my does name go on, though. Quirky. Bane of my existence. <laughs> so <get over> it. <laughs> Take the lesson of the show. Yeah. And let life go I, I, on. I hate that I had to come to that Beatles song, that fantastic Beatles sure. song, by people singing it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blood, dear, oh, blood, da, dude. Still the best version of that song. So what we're saying is support your local breweries. Support everything. All right. Now on to this week's dare. Our fabulous listeners, you're sending us these dares. You're going to our website. You're like, where's that submit a dare? I'm going to find it and then click it, and then I'm going to submit my dare. I'm going to find it on there. You're going on the website. You're going on your mobile phones. You're going. You're saying, Alexa, where's my... I got to... Where's my dare? You're saying things like that. And Alexa's like, what? Fuck, what? What? Are you drunk? <laughs> what? <laughs> Alexa's got more sense than you. But you're also sending these to us on the Schmied. That is our shortening of social media. People have been telling us about the time they have saved, the time savings here. We actually got a tally. Time saved in the calendar year of 2020. Just This is a cumulative worldwide thing. We had our people crunch the numbers. We did all sorts of things here. There was statistics. Calculators were used. People were counting on their hands and fingers and, and uh, toes and things like that. Total hours worldwide saved by people saying, Schmied, instead of social media, 100 billion man hours. <laughs> that's, yo, that is, that's, it was like, I was like, what exactly? Dan, who's in charge of those? Is that CDC in charge of those numbers? I do not trust those numbers I have people at all. Working, I, I have people working around the clock to crunch these numbers. Corky, how dare you? What I want to know is I want to know if everybody saves time by once they hear you start going into the speed spiel, do they just set the podcast to 1.5 or 2.0 speed? And they're like, that's how we're saving time. That 15 we know we're gonna second cut. skip button, they hit it eight <laughs> times. And they're like, whoa, look at that. And then yeah, you just cumulatively add that up. Wow. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. All right. Anyway, this week's dare. It comes from Frequent Dare. You know him as Mr. Positivity. I know him as Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. Dare of such classics as Norbit and other things. What do you got for us now, my man, Mr. Positivity? He's a little negative about a movie this week. Yeah. I might have to rebrand to... him as... Yes. I don't want to say Mr. Pos like Senor Negatividad, something like that. Like just something like a little opposite of it. Because he's a little negative this week about a movie called Loquisha. Loquisha, 2019 release, written, directed by, and starring the great Jeremy Seville. Why? Why, Mr. Posse Wolf T, do you want us to watch Loquisha? He says, where to start? Where to start? My God. Obviously, there's the basic premise of a white man using a black woman's voice to get a radio job. But there's obvious. That's pretty obvious. But there's so much more to hate. It insults your intelligence from the start. The guy doesn't even try to sound like a woman, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. I can't even articulate all the other problems. Sigh. Oh, boy. Dot, dot, dot. Wow. A where to start with like five dots. A sigh in parentheses and an oh boy with three dots. I mean, the, he is Mr. Positivity has just had all the positivity just beaten out of him by Loquisha and Jeremy Seville. IMDb synopsis of Loquisha: A white guy 
pretends to be a black female talk radio host and becomes a huge hit. Hmm. Classic bit. You say this was written, directed, and starring one person, huh? <laughs> Somebody had a real axe to grind about being a white man in America. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Positivity, for your yes. dare. Keep sending us those dares on the Schmied. I very much appreciate the dare, Mr. Positivity, and I know it must be kind of uh, earth-shattering, kind of soul-shattering to your core to find the movie that you hate. And it was the first one he's actually passed on to us that he's like, yeah, I dislike this he's movie. Like, I really don't like this. And, I mean, he's he's not even against the whole racial thing because uh, fucking Eddie Murphy That's what Norbert a fucking is. Asian guy. is Norbert. <laughs> what? <laughs> And Big Money Rustlers, he dared us Big Money Rustlers, and that's got the uh, insane clown posse pretending to be actual human beings. <laughs> so he has no problem with that kind of uh, subterfuge, but uh, he really was bothered by Laquisha. Thank you very much, boy. We re- yeah, we really appreciate you listening to the show, and shout out you and uh, your podcast, The... And that's where I'll go back and I'll fill in where what we call his <laughs> podcast. And now... Our feature presentation. Holiday. Holiday. Dared to us by Anonymous. This anonymous darer says, I haven't yet listened to you suffering through the holiday movie, but was subjected to one the other day that my 23-year-old daughter promised me was, quote-unquote, not like all the others. And she was right. First of all, if it had been released to theaters, it would have been R-rated. Still bad, still predictable, but there was some enjoyment in there. Could be a Christmas movie, could be in any holiday movie. We want to thank you, Anonymous, for your quite sizable donation. Amazing people like you actually listen to us, but not only that, that you help support us. And it's because of you that we keep stuff going. And because of your wonderful donation, you got moved right up the holiday list. Uh, typically, we don't like to put movies in a row that, you know, are too similar. But hell, I mean, you, you throw us money like that. We'll, we'll do whatever you want. Weird stuff. We'll get weird. Yes. It doesn't even have to be movies. No, it doesn't have to be movie related. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Do card tricks. (laughs) The IMDb synopsis for Holiday. Fed up with being single on holidays, two strangers agree to be each other's platonic plus ones all year long, only to catch real feelings along the way. Yes, this week's movie is Holiday, released on Netflix on October 28, 2020. No theatrical release um, that I know of. Directed by John Whitesell. Does that name sound familiar? Why would it? Do you like terrible movies? His previous credits include Malibu's Most Wanted, Big Mama's House 2, and Big Mama's Colon, Like Father, comma, <laughs> Like Son. <laughs> he also directed the Kevin Durant movie. Hell of a reel. That's what I'm saying. Hell of a reel. He's bringing a lot to Holiday. The film Holiday, you're going to hear this word a lot. Get used to it. Uh, it's my new least favorite word in the world, holiday. It stars Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey. Also features Jessica Capshaw, a.k.a. Spielberg's daughter-in-law, Francis Fisher, a.k.a. Eastwood's ex, and Kristen Chenoweth. One of the most popular Netflix releases of 2020. Did people like it, though? Seems like no. Audience score of 40 on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.2 out of 10 on Metacritic. 
The actual critics weren't any higher on the film. 44, both on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. The film did have its defenders. Barry Hertz of the Globe and Mail said, quote, The movie surprises on almost every level, breaking a number of contemporary rom-com rules along the way, end quote. However, Natalia Winkleman of the New York Times argues that, quote, far worse than these characters' grading personalities are the regressive strains underpinning their flirtation, end quote. Corky! Yep. I don't know if you've heard there's a war on and I'm going to force you to pick a side. It's a mm. it's your classic Barry Hertz v Natalia Winkleman debate. Would you say that Holiday Barry Hertz so good or were you all like uh Natalia Winkleman? Dan, I'm going to I'm going to do an end around here cuz I'm going to pull a little from tab A and tab B. I'm going to take a bite of a Hertz donut. <laughs> And I'm going to have a sprinkle of Winkleman. <laughs> nice. Because I think that the characters did have grading personalities. They were regressive. They I didn't like them as a couple. I didn't believe them as a couple. But this did surprise me in some spots, and I laughed quite a bit on the way. Really? So you liked it? Yeah. No, I didn't. No. Uh, I, didn't ha- I didn't hate it. Just didn't hate it. Uh, yeah. I hated it. I quite hate okay. it. I think, you know, especially it being so close in proximity to holiday engagement. And certainly it didn't help that um, it was sold as being something different so soon after holiday engagement because it's almost exactly like holiday engagement. It's it's better made. It's better shot. Yes. The, the yes. actors are better, et cetera, et, yes. et cetera, et cetera. But it's not different. Honestly, every character in this is a stock character. Every plot yeah. point is a cliche. There's nothing new about this movie. And I think maybe the self-awareness of the characters is what is thought of as as new and a new twist. But honestly, it's not. That's as well-known no, a cliche as anything. Yeah, Characters yeah, exactly. in a romantic comedy talking about how characters in a romantic comedy act. That, and that is just more grating than anything to me. What would be the new twist on this genre to me? The bold move, the new move, the courageous move would be to actually be sincere. Yep. Actually show mm-hmm. some sincerity and some real – introduce some humanity in all of this shallowness, all of this self-awareness, and all of this sort of eye-rolling sarcasm and really trying to like – meta-contextualize everything as like, this is how characters behave, so we're going to do the opposite, or we're just going to acknowledge it right before doing what the characters behave. That's it. Behave. That's it. That's a cheap, craven cop-out, and it's just yeah. very predictable and very familiar and, and very insincere. And after a while, for me, it just became like torture. The The comp, I feel, is like Destination Wedding with Keanu and Winona, because it's just mm-hmm. the two of them bickering. And they're not as interesting or likable as Keanu and Winona, who are also playing unlikable characters, right? They're, all of yeah. these characters are supposed to be really kind of shallow and selfish. And- what I will say, it had a leg up on Holiday Engagement since you made the comparison. I will say Holiday Engagement, I could see where the jokes were and like a fucking Hubble telescope could see those <laughs> jokes coming. But this one had to me genuine laughs. There were parts where I genuinely – I saw the joke. The joke was funny, and uh, oftentimes the joke just came. I wasn't expecting the joke and made it better. All right. Well, as we talk about it, hopefully you'll point out <laughs> where those were because I, d- I definitely uh, 
definitely missed. To me, everything you need to know about this movie, you can see in the one shot for this movie. I don't know if you saw it, uh, what the, no. the poster looks like. It's a it's a two shot of 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 them standing next to each other. Of course, he's like a foot and a half taller than her, so he's sort of like behind her and next to her because otherwise it would look insane. Um, but it's her with her arms crossed. Biting. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is she looking up like uh like uh, like has her indecisive? arms crossed? She's biting her lip and she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> I called it. He has his head cocked to one side while scratching his temple in a confused <laughs> manner. It's like what? And she's just like, um. Oh, fuck. Like, that's this fucking movie in a fucking nutshell. Also, I just want to add, again, um, you know, Miriam Webster, you know, hopefully you're you're on the ball of adding uh, holidays to the, the lexicon. But that is my new least favorite word. So I have to say, just a fun little drinking game for this movie. Every time a character says the word holiday, uh, do as I wanted to do and drink yourself to death. <laughs> in the style of Nicolas Cage from Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> like, literally just drink until you are dead because you can't take it anymore. Well, the good news, if you do that, you will be dead within the first minute and a half of the movie because they call the title out within the first minute and a half of the movie. Oh, boy. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into it. Holiday. Let's go. Holiday. Netflix. Just a fucking bash in equality. Emma Roberts, she is Sloan. She is our heroine. She's outside smoking while people inside sing carols. So right away, this is exactly fucking holiday engagement. The secret smoking habit, right? Yep. yep, uh, yep. She's outside while everyone else is inside. They're, they're all singing carols as maniacally as the fucking neighbors from Christmas with the Cranks. And she yep. just basically rolls her eyes and says, fucking holidays. <laughs> We know she is just not p- going to put up with the regular bullshit that is expected of this young single woman. <laughs> so inside the house, in the middle of what I can only describe as pointless camera movements, I don't know what the fuck John Whitesell was doing with the camera, but my A lot. God, like uh, too much, too yes. much. Like it, just dial it fucking down about 20 levels, fucking John White. So you're not making good fellas here. You're making fucking holiday for God's sake. <laughs> so, but yeah, in the middle of all this, we meet some of the members of her extended family. We meet her overbearing mother. That's Francis Fisher. Slutty aunt. That's Kristen Chenoweth. Married sister, Jessica Capshaw. She's got a little brother. Her little brother has a girlfriend. So we meet all of this. I mean, this is all happening in like f- within five seconds. This movie is crazy busy out of the gate. Yeah. It's crazy busy. We also learned Sloan broke up with a guy about six months ago. She hasn't dated anyone since. Her mother is always pushing men on her. Whereas her aunt, Aunt Susan, that's Christian Chenoweth, has just a very sloppily drunk mall Santa as her date. Did you get it that the mall Santa's black, Dan? Did you get that he, the, that actor was cast just for the joke that he's a black Santa? It really, really landed that he was black, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is such a cheap it joke. really bad. Uh, but they're like, what the hell, Aunt Susan? And Aunt Susan says, he's just my holiday. And the reply, as this happens every time someone says holiday, a holiday? What's that? <laughs> Followed by an explanation of the word holiday. Hey guys, fucking holiday. It 
holiday date. It's in the fucking word. You don't need to explain it. Nobody who saw the title of this movie thought, I wonder what that movie's about. What? <laughs> nobody, Holi- nobody, no holiday the, the move that Luke Bracey makes on the poster, cocked his head to one side, scratched his tumble. It was like, holiday? Huh? Is this about eating dates? What? on the hol- No, that can't be. The holodeck? That can't. No. <laughs> so now we do a map move i mean again this movie is so busy out of the gate it's just throwing everything out there we're in evanston illinois where jackson who was the hero of the film this is luke bracy australian actor he is suffering through a holiday with what he thinks is a casual girlfriend but it's really he is being an like indoctrinated into this basically the family from holiday engagement right they're an ugly sweater family so we go back to Sloan. Where was Sloan supposed to be? Where was the main action supposed to take place? L.A.? Chicago. Chicago. Got Right. So Sloan. That was just slightly north of Chicago. <laughs> Jackson's story just took place slightly. I don't know. I don't know why they did this whole pullout at Google Maps thing. Right. Like we wouldn't have figured out he's just somewhere else. All right. Doesn't matter. Fucking right. Uh, so yeah, Sloan, we go back to Chicago and her family, she's sitting at the kids table, even though she's like almost 30, right? Uh, um, because it's, it, for her, it's the singles table. I mean, did she sexualizing these children? Sure. She's not the only one to sexualize these children. No. Their mother fucking sexualizes the fuck out of them. Uh, naturally, and of wrote course, the script. one of these children is unbearably precocious, right? So yes. she starts quizzing Sloan about her love life. Uh, all this nonsense. Meanwhile, we go back to Jackson. His girl is just like, again, like she's basically like we're we're married, we're a couple, we're together. Um, but then he's like against it. But then uh, he she goes down on him, and he's like, "All righty, okay." Yeah. And then I mean, th- this is this is like I said. There's some genuine laughs, and here I'll, I'll give you my first one. But uh it's also tied into really cornball cliche, just musty ass jokes. Like there's a clapper joke. Like, I mean, I mean, that was old in the nineties. You know what I mean? The clap on, clap on the clapper. <laughs> but then it went right in. So after she, she gives him the BJ, the smash cut is that they're sitting there and now he's got one of the family sweaters on. And it was like a little touch like that. That made me, made me kind of laugh. Sure. Fair enough. But yeah, uh, holiday expectations. Jackson did not get his girl a present. I mean, she just went down on him. You can't even just get her a little something. And he does a I whole. I think he just did give her a little something. Hey, very little. Um, so <laughs> he does a whole. I'm a fucking weak ass Hugh Grant knockoff fluster bumble bumble stammer stammer fluster. Uh, and then he complains about being quote ambushed because quote chicks go mental during the holidays. Hero of our film. Yes. This is the hero of our film. We should talk about Luke Bracey because he's a very handsome man. Handsome? uh, I mean, he comes off like a fucking catalog model. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. He is an absolute block of wood. Handsome guy, but I'm just like, you should be in a fucking L.L. Bean catalog or a fucking wristwatch commercial, but you're not the fucking actor in a movie. How dare you? No. What the fuck? And the worst is... especially bad because he's Australian when he tries to play drunk. He cannot uh, play drunk. And it's like, come on, uh, you're Australian. You got to know how to be drunk. That's, that's upsetting. Yeah, right? Like Emma Roberts a- is just unlikable, but at least she's consistent, you know? Exactly. Yeah. She's, I don't know. She's perfunctory. He wait, He comes across like a, a catalog model. She comes across as the children of actors. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yes, uh, Jackson storms off. Um, we go back to Sloane. She finds out her other sibling is getting married, which means uh, nothing. I mean, she should be happy for him, but I guess in her mind, it means increased pressure. Um, and she's just like, what the fuck? Title, Holiday. So we get our meet cute, which happens. <laughs> I mean, it's not meet cute because they're fucking badgering and insulting a store clerk who's making minimum wage during the holidays. Sloan is just this magnificent bitch to Jackson because he has the temerity to be in line in front of her. She just starts yelling at him. Yes. They both are, are really unlikable people. They really both yeah. are just constantly at people's throats for no reason whatsoever. Again, in, in fucking Destination Wedding, at least we get the – like these are like actually like socially fucking damaged people who cannot get along with other people. And here they're just right. like shits. They're, They're just, just awful shits. people. They yeah. just have nothing. You're like you're not you're you don't have mental issues or anything. You're just a fucking shit. So yeah, they meet in line, both trying to return presents. So they take turns badgering this uh, store clerk. Um, between bickering with each other, they complain about their white ass problems. Then go back to screaming at this woman who again is making minimum wage and working during the holidays. Um, so they're obviously so wrong together, right? Yeah. Huge mismatch. They have the exact same personality. Gorgeous people. They're good totally wrong for each other. Single, perfectly aged by person, uh, perfectly matched by personality, perfectly matched by age, perfectly matched in every single fucking way. Again, I guess, except that they're both just complete fucking shits. <laughs> oh, they just like shit on each other. Um, but yeah, they run into the, uh, they see the mall Santa again, who was, remember, Aunt Susan's holiday. And Sloane says, oh, that guy, uh, he was her, uh, Aunt Susan's holiday. So, of course, we get the reply, wait, what's a holiday? <laughs> Like what? That's fucking figure it out in your fucking head, you dumb shit. Okay, a couple things about this. So first off, there's a scene where they go up an escalator, and they definitely butt cast it for the people standing in front of them on this two shot on the elevator. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Secondly, 75% of this movie takes place in retail centers. This movie is as much a retail com as it is a rom-com. Oh, the mall was used several days for this thing. And then thirdly, in the course of this scene of them meeting, this meet cute, she calls him Crocodile Dundee. And mm. when she finds out he's a golfer, Tiger Woods. Yeah. She's that person. That, she's the right. person who thinks it's so clever to call you a diminutive that's a celebrity name. And the first thing that she thinks of, the first thing that literally any human being would think yeah, of, to just be really. like, yeah, oh, the crocodile Dundee because you're Australian. That's not he's Australian really and a golfer. Clever. You don't you don't go Greg Norman. You go Tiger Woods. <laughs> come on, come on, get there, Emma Roberts. Um, but yeah, so they have this meet cute, and basically the entire movie writes itself from here. This is what is absolutely just 
devastating about this movie to me, which yeah. is just like we're fucking 20 minutes in. And I can tell you exactly everything that happens from here on out. He thinks it's such a great idea that on holidays, you have a date, but there's no pressure. Yeah. It doesn't fathom to this man that being alone on a holiday is actually okay. It, it, like, it's just, this movie just presumes that being alone on a holiday is the worst fucking sentence a human being can endure. I know, right? I mean, the issue with the premise is the same issue that, like, Gary Marshall must have run into when he was doing all of those, like, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, and then Mother's Day, where it's like, there's only, like, one or two holidays where you actually need a date. <laughs> Mother's Day is not a fucking date day. Thank you! Easter's not a date day. When they get to Mother's Day, I'm like, yes, the pressure to get laid on Mother's Day. They actually talk about Labor Day. Labor Day! They're just like, I'm so fucking into the fucking workforce, I can't fucking control it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a date day. So yeah, basically, like I said, the movie writes itself from here. Uh, She goes and she lies to mom who keeps pushing men on her. She's pushing the new guy is Farouk, who's a doctor. Uh, Meanwhile, of course, the whitest guy who has ever existed in the world uh, because this is something new here in rom-coms. He's got a black friend. Dude. What? I want to call this guy Black Friend because the movie does not give him a name. That's it. Later on, they call him the Black Panther. And that's all He's literally Black Friend. He is the Black Friend. So he tells his, Jackson tells his Black Friend, I need a holiday. To which Black Friend says, you said a what a date? <gasps> a holla what? What a date. You said a what a date. Holla date. <laughs> They were talking about having dates for holidays as this was coming up. And he's like, what a date? I don't get it. Like, how many rewrites did that go through? A what a date? A hollow who? A how did date? We also get a glimpse of her at her job, which is apparently at the numbers bureau. Because she just is announcing she's doing that thing when she's announcing what she's typing. You'll have those numbers over to you tomorrow. Sorry, I got to take this call. That's all we get to know about her life. But her fucking Chicago apartment is fat as fuck. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she works from home because, again, she is unable. She's socially maladroit, which is what all people who It has nothing are. to do with the pandemic because nobody's masked up throughout this whole thing. Her working from home was before pandemic. Exactly. Yeah, so first holiday, New Year's Eve. New Year's mm-hmm. Eve. I just see so here's the whole problem with the whole movie. Why is it important that they're there at New Year's Eve together? I don't get it. Do they not have friends? Th- they do have friends. They have friends, they have family. He has a black friend. It's not like he's a beard. Where it's no. like you know, like in holiday engagement, he's basically a beard, right? He's a yeah. fake boy he's a fake fiance to get mom off your back. Or uh, I'm gay and she's my beard or something like that. No, that's not what's going on here. There's no deception. They're not trying to fool anybody. They're just enjoying each other's company. They're having fun together. Like, literally, what is the fucking holdup between these two people getting... Like, in most romantic comedies, the annoying thing is like, there's nothing separating you two. You can yeah. just get together any fucking time that you want. Exactly. Right now. There's like The, the things holding you up are not... but. Literally, like literally, no attachments, age matched up, class, everything matches up for them. They have complementary personalities. They're both shitty-ass fucking annoying people. 
they try to highlight why this is necessary because he's like, your tits look great in that. And she's like, hey, thank you. And he's like, yeah, this is great. I can just say whatever I want. And she's like, yeah, and I can wear a dress like this without being slut shamed. Okay. As if slut shaming matters in a movie where the only sexually liberated person, the aunt, is made a person of mockery of her practices. And she's just played for a joke the whole time. Yeah, again, like, why couldn't you just do those things but as a, a couple? Or a friend. Or friends or anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's this whole thing yeah. where it's like, no, we have to be holidays. We have to be holidays. What kind of concept is it where he's like, great, I can just say whatever I want. It's like, yeah, as if women don't like being told that they look great and what they're wearing. Right. It's like, what, did you did you not know you could compliment Finally, your dates? I could just tell you you look awesome with that dress. <laughs> Rancid self-awareness. This is where we really get into it. Where we're talking about the cliches of rom- romantic comedies while also engaging in those cliches, right? <laughs> There's a the whole thing where they're talking about like fucking La La Land and would she get on the bus with Ryan Gosling and she would get on the bus with Ryan. I mean, just fucking, I mean, do your own thing for God's sakes. There's a there's a part where they're doing people watching and he he says like the, this couple this guy's sweating really nervous she's dressed up really nice he definitely a proposal on New Year's Eve right cut to a few minutes later that girl's in the bathroom crying because she spilled wine on her dress and I thought this was actually an okay moment like for this kind of shows a little bit of what they were talking about Sloan realizes I don't care about impressing this guy I'm gonna trade that wine stained dress I'm gonna make this girl's night better I'll take the uh, the ruined dress I don't care I wouldn't do that on a normal date. But the concept of saying all my life I've wanted to be proposed to on New Year's Eve <laughs> is that a thing? What? I is know, that... right? I want to wait till midnight <laughs> when all of the attention is off of me. Like, that's what I want to be proposed to, right? Like, what? Nonsense. No, I know. Just complete nonsense. Um, so then we also get this like dirty dancing slapstick scene where now that she's changed dresses with this woman they're playing i've had the time of my life and he gives her a look and she gives him a look and she's like oh my god we're gonna do it she takes off her shoes and she runs at them and she's they're gonna do the jennifer gray patrick swayze move where he picks her and he lifts her up and holds her and he does it but then they fall the crowd's loving it the dj stopped yeah then her dress falls off the the dress she traded falls off and then they fall then they're still at the club like this woman has flashed the whole club. She's gone viral. Somebody <laughs> recorded it. And then they still hang out at the club. But yeah, at the end of the night, they part ways um, because they can't tell each other how they really feel. Yawn. <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly, that's just a boring ass trope because it's always like these people are like living literal fantasies, right? Like yeah. they found a beautiful person who they are perfectly matched with and they have an absolute instant physical and emotional connection. That's what every person on the world wants. And you're just like, Cuss can't say those three little words. Dumb, lame. Side note about the whole the whole dirty dancing bit. It's funny because they were I don't know if this is a conscious thing or not, but the it almost was a callback too because uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are in La La Land, but then in the movie Crazy Stupid Love, which came out like 5 years earlier, they're in that movie together and there's a scene where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone do the dirty dancing. Oh, thing. Okay. So I don't know if that's a callback or if this movie is just cheap and lazy. Well, also you find is. out in the third act 
that Steve Carell is Sloane's father. So <laughs> good bit. <laughs> it's a one-time thing. We cut to Valentine's Day. Sloane's still alone. She says it was a one-time thing with my holiday. I'm sorry. She's she's. It's Valentine's Day. She's with her soon-to-be step uh, or soon-to-be sister-in-law yep. and her real sister, and they're just incredulous that you you have to have a date for Valentine's Day and you should just hook up with this guy again for Valentine's Day, right? And then she, they're all picking her apart, like how she looks. Uh, what she's wearing. Is it the movie that thinks it's about women that they only care about their self-image if they're trying to impress a man? Yeah. Like, that's the only reason they she gives for why she would need to get dressed or wax or shave or bathe. Or do anything, yeah. While or all be, of this happening- Be, be polite. They're, they're, this is all happening through, like, a series of 360-degree camera shots that are, like, spinning around the table. Again, this movie is just, like- for no reason at all, it will just be like crazily overstylized, which is like kind of the opposite of holiday engagement, which is like the least stylized <laughs> movie that's ever fucking happened. I'm telling you, it's because the director realized he didn't get one corner of the mall in a shot and he just needed to get all like, ah, coverage. There's an orange Julius down there. Get it. But who else is at the mall? Who else is at the mall? Why, it's Sloan's ex. What? Sloane's ex. This is Luke. Luke. Luke and his younger, blonder, new girlfriend meet Sloane at the candy store. Sloane is just loading up on the candy for Valentine's Day. Um, but here's this new girl. She's taller. She's blonder. She's newer. She's younger. She's all these things. Um, she <laughs> very just openly talks about Luke's sexual prowess. Tells sure. Sloane, his ex-girlfriend, quote, he's like the Terminator only I'm the one who never stops coming. Stranger that I just met in a candy store. <laughs> Stranger, right? How's that appropriate <laughs> to say to any human? <laughs> oh, and then on the outside, guess who else is at the mall? Jackson is still at the, This guy is a fucking mall rat. He is, this guy. Right? He lives there. Like, there's no yes. other way to explain why he is there at all. So no. Like Sloan he is just about, hangs out. Sloan is on the verge of a nervous breakdown at this point, right? Like, she's about to fucking freak out. Her hair. Now, hold on. He sees this through a window. <laughs> he sees this through a window. He does not know who she's talking to, but he initially, he immediately no swoops in and just starts grabbing all over Sloan, pretending to be her man, no context her boyfriend. Whatsoever, and yet instantly he has all of the context in the world. It's amazing. Yes. This guy, Jackson, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, Sloan's about to fucking lose her ship, and Jackson, and all of a sudden, just like in Holiday Engagement, hello, this is the exact same scene where their, her family was berating her in Holiday Engagement, yes. and fucking J Bo Bridges' son came back, saved her ass. But yeah, so he he swoops in Jackson. He pretends to be her boyfriend. He saves her. It makes no sense why or how he found her, except that he's been stalking her. That's the only thing I can think. I, I think he's miked her. He put, he planted a bug and he's listening to all sense. her conversations. Yeah. Cause there's no mall that's next to a golf course in Chicago. I looked this up. <laughs> but now they're hanging out at the mall. They're bantering. And let me tell you, it is death. It's death. Dude, it killed me. I'm dead. I swear to God, the camera is like, Swaying, and at twenty nine forty one, someone knocks into the camera. You hear a screech, and the camera lifts up to the right. Go on Netflix. Look at Holiday oh twenty nine forty one. There is a camera bump that they left in the movie. That's awesome, John White. So I was like, we can't waste digital <laughs> bandwidth. <laughs> like what we there's this is too many kilobytes we can't fucking retake this shot it was all shot on someone's fucking iphone for fuck's sake 
I got a beautiful shot of the country's best yogurt at Magic Hour. I can't lose that. Are you kidding me? That lids looked amazing in that shot. Terrence Malick, when he made Days of Heaven, he was the same way. He was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for this cloud to perfectly hit the Burberries. And then, then we could shoot. Not until then. I don't care. I'll send my whole crew out. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like Wes Anderson <laughs> shooting. He got all the referee dress people coming out of Foot Locker together. <laughs> There's a whole bit about where it seems like he's getting a hand job, but all they're doing is eating chocolate and, I don't know, jumping up and down. Why would you rock the car so much eating this chocolate? This is a bad example of comedy in this movie because he says, uh, you can pay me back. He makes her thank him, and she finally does like a human being. And he says, well, you can give me a hand job. They talk about some hand jobs, how she blossomed young. Smash cut. They're in the car. Car's rocking. He's in the driver's seat. She's reaching over. It looks just like a hand job. So the whole joke is that, yeah, that they're she's giving him a handy as a thank you. But no, they're just eating the chocolate. But that's only set up because you've literally said the words hand job. If you cut that part out, there might be a hint of a joke there. A little there. bit there, right? But no, of course not. They're just eating chocolate and bouncing up and down violently. I don't know why. There's a real strong vibe in this movie of chocolate substitute for sex. Right, it's right. not just this scene. And I want to say that was just like my years 29 to 31. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I bash. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Nestle. <laughs> the Dare Daniel Stovers. podcast turned into a Kathy comic strip so gradually you didn't even notice it. <laughs> I'm going to go try on bathing suits and not be happy about it. <laughs> All right, next holiday, St. Patrick's Day. Do you need to actually go out and celebrate this with a date? Here's the no. thought. Just wear green to work, go home, drink a beer, uh, pass out. It's probably Wednesday. It's probably a fucking Wednesday. <laughs> go home. Just go home and be done and you're done. But no, you got to go out and celebrate. You have to have a holiday. There's a point where she's explaining the holiday once again to one of her family members. <laughs> It's, her sister goes, what's the point? And I said, well, to have a shitty take at a rom-com. That's the whole point. It's like a velocipaster. Somebody had that little funny contraction of a word, that little, what is it, a mondegreen or a malaprop? Somebody had that malaprop was like, oh, that's a movie. That's a basis for a movie right there, holiday. That's not malaprop, I don't So, yes, they're out on St. Patrick's Day, and Jackson recognizes Sloane's little brother, um, and all the family is hanging out on this holiday reserve for drinking. Again, did none of these people have friends or failing that own a television? St. Patrick's Day is not a thing where you actually are like, let's get the whole fucking family together. I don't know, unless you're right. really deeply, deeply Irish Catholic. But my God, of course, our entire family is out on holidays <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. This whole family's addicted to holidays. Oh, yeah. Her sister's married with children, and she's always out by herself <laughs> on holidays. We're moving on from the holidays. I would say I was surprised after the pull-out Google Street Maps view of the Jackson's house or the house that Jackson was going to. <laughs> I was surprised at the restraint of the filmmakers to not tell you what holiday, to put little Chiron of what holiday was celebrating and just let us infer from visual clues. I thought I appreciated that subtlety in filmmaking. Super subtle. Super subtle. Um, but yeah, so next holiday, it's Easter. And you definitely, you kind of look like an asshole if you didn't show up to a fucking children's Easter egg hunt with a date. With a date. Here's a weird thing. If you did show up with a date, 
Maybe, or if you showed up at all, because there's a bunch It's children. Why are you there? Aunt Susan is dressed up like uh, Elle in Illegally, in Illegally Blonde. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's dressed up in black uh, bunny suit. And this is another part I laughed, because when the doctor walks by, she starts hopping after him. It's just in the background. Pretty funny stuff. Little bits there. Um, and this is the doctor is Farouk. That's mom's pick for Sloane. Yes. She's always trying to f- foist Farouk on Sloane. Uh, Jackson even urges Sloane to make a move on Farouk. The other thing that I thought was a funny through line in the movie was that mom hates Jackson. Like, even when it's obvious that Jackson and her are going to end up together and there's no reason to be pushing anybody else on her, mom still just doesn't like Jackson. Mom doesn't like Jackson. I, but I liked that. Jackson and Sloane, however, they're growing closer. They're sharing bit. their stories of lost love. They're, they're, they're bonding a little bit. But Easter comes to an end. But way, way, way. Another holiday comes right around the corner. It's Cinco de Mayo. You got to have a holiday for Cinco de Mayo. Got to. It's not for going out with coworkers after work how, for just two margaritas and going home. Chips and drink margaritas. That doesn't make sense without a holiday. You got to. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a- they come out of a photo booth on Cinco de Mayo, and this is where they they just this is there's no Foster Brooks in this. They cannot play drunk at all. Mm. They play drunk by just being a little loud and a little more handsy, I guess. Yeah. But they come out of a photo booth at the end of the movie. We see those photos. They kissed during this holiday. I know, like, right? They're breaking all the rules. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it, but they they did make an agreement that they were going to be celibate holidays. Moving yeah. forward from Valentine's But they're talking Day. about sex a little more. But they're get they're getting closer. They're talking about sex. This Cinco de Mayo, they're continuing basically the Easter conversation. That stopped. They're continuing it on Cinco de Mayo. He's talking about his backstory. She's talking about her backstory a little bit. They're getting wasted. They're talking about sex. Obviously, this is leading nowhere. Celibate fucking holidays, sure. right? Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They wake up the next day. She's on... But it's a little weird because they're trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Because she's on the floor, looks up, yeah. he's on the couch, but she's wearing his underwear. And Which fit to- just perfectly. There's no, like her, his underwear fits her snugly in all the right places. This guy is, this is like a fucking master blaster situation. <laughs> too. But yes, her, his clothes fit her perfectly. Absolutely. <laughs> they figure out they didn't have sex because they do the bodily fluids test. They're like, uh, Will from CSI gets in there. Gruesome Grissom gets in there with a the blue light. And they just check for fluids on her thighs, on his penis. Nope, they're good. <laughs> well, either way, Mother's Day brunch is right around the corner. Sure. And if you don't That's when have you a holiday. To go to brunch with your mom. Even though you know that bringing this particular holiday would annoy the shit out of your mom, the person whose day it is. <laughs> and then you fucking bounce before the meal even comes. They they just leave her <laughs> they there. Shit on her. They really do just to fuck with her. Let me see. This is the thing about the movie that's so kind of yeah. irritating. They're not even this trying to fool anybody. You know what I mean? They're not trying to put one over on mom. They are straight up saying to mom, hey, we're holidays. 
We are straight up all at fucking dates. Like we are all at Why dates. we can't do this tomorrow, we don't know. We right? enjoy each like, other's company. Why can't, obviously. Like, why can't we why uh, this is a Sunday? Why couldn't we have gone out on Saturday and just had a date and then I would just come here because you hate this person and I'm obviously not I'd be like, why can't it's just it doesn't make any fucking sense. But yes, they're holidays. This is where we also get this weird this line about escargot and how mm. mom says, like, why don't you basically says like why don't you fuck my daughter Mm -hmm. it would be like eating escargot because it it seems disgusting (laughs) (laughs) and and a frenchman has had it in its mouth (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of gristle when you if it hasn't been properly cleaned but what does once you have it it's really nice it's just what (laughs) that's just Again, this is the R-ratedness of it is just potty mouth kind of yeah. stuff and and toilet humor and shit like that. So anyway, Mother's Day is uh, on. I guess we're not doing Father's Day holidays. No, we don't. We don't, that's not a real holiday in America. We already know it. Armed Us Forces dads Day. Know it. <laughs> Mother's Day is a day you have to celebrate. Father's Day doesn't get celebrated. All right. So obviously, the next holiday is the celebration of our country's independence. Yes. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Which legally, now this surprised me, legally, Jackson is not allowed to celebrate. That's an Australian. Australian. I'm just saying. He's like, I don't give a shit about this shit, but he does because he gets to explode stuff, as we'll find out. Um, They go out to the woods where all the men are like blowing stuff up. Aunt Susan explains, blow stuff up, next best thing to fucking. It's all about the cock. Which I now want to see Kristen Chenoweth as the Tom Cruise character in Magnolia. Just giving that speech. It's all about the cock. Taming the pussy. Uh, so they have this whole conversation the women do about the word fuck. And will the uptight woman say fuck? And will she say fuck? And finally she says fuck. But at the same time, someone else yells fuck because Jackson has just blown off his finger. Because they've these people, they have been like throwing, I mean... I really can't explain how like irresponsible their use of fireworks is. Jason Pierre Paul is like looking at these guys like, oh guys, whoa, 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 boo. <laughs> boo, 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 bring it back a little, guys. Like, the pro golfer is very casual about losing a finger on his grip really hand. Yes. They are just like throwing they are throwing like illegal fireworks at other people. They're just like holding them as long as they can. So yeah, obviously Jackson blows off a finger and then we get a whole blown off you know, the hilarious severed finger scene, um, which somehow got blown clean off. That doesn't make any sense, but it's blown clean off. Uh, so then Sloan has to drive him to the hospital, but she doesn't drive very well. So she crashes the car and then doesn't crash the car. And then they're at the hospital and you want to talk fucking lazy. We hear them laughing behind the curtain in the hospital. Smoke coming up and what is playing reggae music yeah because God, like, that's like, so oh, it's just just i mean give me a and and even lazier who's their doctor dr farouk that's farouk. like there's it's it's chicago there's no other fucking hospitals the one doctor in the world <laughs> it's farouk did he they she either drove her to the hospital near where they live at this <laughs> vacation home or he's vacationing he's anyway like at this oh, point i was like why isn't his family contact? Where is his family? You know, who, what, do we know anything about his background? Do we know anything about why he spends holidays alone? Yeah, we get nothing. 
he has the one guy who I guess is his friend, and otherwise he's just leached onto this other family as a holiday. He's a he's Australian. He's in this country. He's a golf pro. He's got enough money to spend all day at the mall. So he's obviously spending money. Why doesn't he go home at least one time in the year that we know him? A <laughs> lot of red flags. Um, but sure. yeah, uh oh, uh oh, oh, hang on. Are they catching feelings? little bit. Sloan and Jackson are catching feelings, but at the same time, she sees Farouk at the hospital, and they flirt a little bit, too. So this is like, whoa, 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 what's going on? But Jackson doesn't like that. Yeah. And it's weird, because they're falling in love, despite the no reasons for them not to. <laughs> I mean, against no odds. Sure. They somehow prevailed. <laughs> it's just <laughs> how, how. Even though they've spent... If we're following the logic of this movie, they spent six days together now. I mean, that's it, right? They are in love, in love. even though it's been it's six love. days. This is the real, the real thing. Actual connection. Um, yeah. Conflict. I mean, I hate to explain this. Uh, we, uh, Tiffany Paulson is the writer of this film. Um, and obviously in cinema, American cinema especially, there's a scarcity of female voices and we need to get more female voices in there and bring in all this stuff. At the same time, I do feel that I need to uh, uh, mansplain to Tiffany Paulson (laughs) that conflict is the essence of storytelling and that without it, you don't have a fucking story. You don't have anything. I'm sorry I mansplained that to you, but... uh, Unless you invent it with these... Unless you invent it with ridiculous things like, well, we can only see each other on a holiday because reasons. Because otherwise we don't have a movie. Holiday. Um, oh, boy. But, yeah. It's not just a holiday anymore because Jackson tells a black friend <laughs> it is not platonic anymore. So, they're, so they're like, okay, well, obviously they got to break it up. But he can't break it up because her brother's wedding is coming up. But also her brother's wedding insensitive to America's laborers is on <laughs> Labor Day weekend, the dick. So what do you do? Like, is it a holiday? Is it a wedding date? What is it? So then we get, because this movie hasn't been terrible enough so far, the FaceTime scene where like they're on separate Ugh. phones and we see their phones and then we can see each other on their phones. It's just... And he's at the mall. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> He lives at the mall, this guy. He was hoping she was going to show up. <laughs> That's the only time he gets to see her when it's not a holiday. So he basically, she seems to be like, okay, we're going to go to this wedding and it'll just be we're at the wedding because yeah. we're into each other. And he's like, well, obviously it's not a holiday, so there's no holiday and we'll each have separate dates. And she's like, blah, 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 what? I can't tell you my feelings. So they're going to go to the wedding with different people. It's a derpy misunderstanding. Dumb. That's one of the things I hate about these kind of movies is they, they pretend there's a magical th- right thing to say right. at the moments. Just be genuine in any fucking way. And that's the advice for this movie, too. Be genuine at all. But it's not. So, uh, so she I goes did think to it was funny, though, that he, t- he brings her aunt to the wedding. It's a good I bit. She goes funny. to the wedding with Farouk, and they look over, and she's at, uh, he's at the wedding with Aunt Susan, who is just sticking her f- fingers and toes in his mouth. <laughs> because she's a splattern. She's sucking his previously severed finger. <laughs> she is. So, yeah, whatever. But again, Jackson's thrown to the rescue. They they kind of break it up, and they get on the dance floor, where the aunt just absolutely starts freaking Farouk. 
yes. on the dance floor. She's going to get Farouk she tonight. She falls. She does in really over-the-top pratfall bit where, like, literally her arms flail out and she is, like, seen, like, falling before the fight. I mean, it's really overdone. But, yeah, she does a whole pratfall, but Farouk picks her up and he carries her out. Um, here's my question. Is, again, like, the ant late we confirmed that the ant is, like, one man per holiday and that's yeah. it for me, right? Otherwise, yeah. n- not interested, right? So, like, Farouk was really just her Labor Day holiday slash guy I fuck, like, for Labor Day? <laughs> like, <what>, really? <laughs> I don't, like, what? It's, uh, oh, whatever. Anyway, so next holiday, it's, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. And remember, we talked about sexualizing children. Well, in this scene, um, the word whore is thrown out in front of two small girls and the girls say well what's a whore and mom says a whore does things i don't remember what she says but she says she sugarcoats it and the girls are both like i want to be a whore being a whore is great hilarious but it's even and we get more chocolate as sex scenes because she's bent over leaning over a window eating chocolate but getting like thrusted and you think oh okay they're having sex and no she's just getting her corset put on pretty tight from behind uh, yeah, she's wearing a pirate costume. Jackson's wearing a pirate costume. And this is her sister's... You said the husband was with her. So we haven't talked about this, but the sister, her, uh, they have the two daughters, the the girls that she said could be whores. Yeah. We just told them right. that they could be whores. Um, and the father, who is seen as this like helicopter dad, he's like super dad, right? And he's always with her, but the kids are always with him too, right? Like they don't ever go out. So this is like her first night out as like a single woman. So they go to this party, but who else is at the party? Luke! Luke is there. Luke and his now pregnant girlfriend. Remember, we last saw them on Valentine's Day. Do the math. They fucked on Valentine's Day, right? Because it's eight and a half months later, and she's eight. Her name is Fertility. But this is what also Emma Roberts keeps insisting that she's offended because she's so young. It's like Emma Roberts is what, 28? I mean, does that really like, oh my God, he's dating a 23 year old? Yeah, she's so fertile. Um, Yeah, she starts freaking out again. Jackson, once again, knight in shining armor, comes in and takes her home. But as they get home, the sister who stays behind realizes that these antacids that she's been pushing on people all night long. Are laxatives. The worst bit in the whole movie. She's giving her antacids because yeah. she's nervous and her stomach's upset. And then you find out that they're laxatives. Who carries around just a bottle of laxatives? Like a huge at, bottle of laxatives. At Halloween. <laughs> You're at a Halloween party. I got my costume. I got my alcohol. I got my keys. I got my laxatives. So I shit myself blind tonight. <laughs> Yeah, the movie up to this point has been a will they or won't they? Yes. Uh, and now it turns into a will she or won't she shit herself? <laughs> because literally it's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to shit myself. I'm like wrapped into a corset. Get me out of my corset. They're in the elevator. They actually do a bit where like the elevator door opens and she's yelling like rip the dress off. And there's some old couple there and they're horrified. 
Her anus clenches just fucking long enough for the bit to land. Doors close, and then they're ripping yeah. off the corset again, man, and they're running in the bathroom, and she basically shits herself. The next scene is he's helping her bathe. She's in a bathtub, looks dejected. She's obviously been crying. The tip-off is that she shit herself, right? She shit on herself and had to bathe her body, okay? <laughs> he do- He doesn't know about the laxatives. He has no idea. <laughs> They don't know that this is like he just thinks she randomly. He just thinks she can't control her bowels or does no consideration for that in the first place, and ends up being very casual, even more casual about losing the finger. In fact, the next morning they have you shit yourself last night. Sex. (laughs) We've all done it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. He's what's great is that he's like running water. He has like the shower head and he's like running water over her shoulders. <laughs> Probably the she only sh- part of her body that is not smeared in excrement. Like I'd like to imagine she shit herself fine. so much. Not, it got up to her shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they wake up the next morning. And, you know, he's he's been sweet to her. Uh, he's slept over in her bed and they haven't had sex, but they're very tender in the morning and he leans in to kiss her. But, of course, she has to say, I hate it in movies when people kiss in the morning. And then they kiss. So this is like the whole fucking thing of the movie is just like, oh, we're going to call out the cliches of a rom-com. But also... Right before we just indulge in that exact same cliche, like what's the fucking thing? Like what's I? I'm with you 100 percent on that because I, I, the movie calls out the cliches, then then jumps in the cliches. But I gave I don't know I could be talked out of this, but I gave this point part credit because it was just like there's finally the moment. There's a moment between them. It's an undeniable moment, and it's right, and it should happen, and she still won't let it happen, which they do call out her behavior. Even in Ryan Gosling did show up, you wouldn't go because you can't be happy. You don't know how to be happy. And I, I thought they were doing that, but you're right. It is still, she lives her life off rom-com cliches. Right. And again, they kiss anyway. And yeah, <laughs> because there's nothing keeping these two young, single, attractive, well-matched human beings from getting together. And so guess what? They do. Corky, uh, I'm, I don't have my watch on. Do you know what time it is? It's time to fuck. Yeah. So they fuck. They have consensual sex. <laughs> like there's nothing keeping them apart unless he did some weird shit like while they were fucking i don't know like but they wake up awkward in the morning for no reason whatsoever and she basically kicks him out of bed well it's supposed to be that they they have such wild sex that they end up with their heads facing different directions like his feet is by her head but i just wanted to see you, you want to talk about breaking conventions what if it was just like this like they're like oh that sucked like yeah, wow right. like, <laughs> your dick is no good yeah. But no, your boobs are really weird. She like, kicks him, literally like- kicks him out of bed. Just like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, I'm done with you, meat. Well, the doorbell's ringing. She goes to answer the doorbell. The doorbell uh, uh, comes, and it's her sister. And her sister says, "Oh my god, I kissed the Black Panther," which is now what we're calling the Black Friend because at yes at the party he was dressed as a panther. So now not even T'Challa. They're not even no, giving no, no. him his royal name. No. <laughs> She's just the Black Panther. So the sister's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, I, I just kissed a man. I'm married and all this stuff. Um, but she also, at the same time, well, she realizes that, holy shit, there's Jackson. But then she figures out right away that Jackson and Sloan had sex. Jackson, master of timing, 
comes out while the sister is going through this right. crisis of that her, she's ruined her marriage and her happy family. And he, he goes in, like, you wouldn't just hang back and be like, no, I'm li- going to listen, I'm but gonna I'm going to stay out yeah. of it. <laughs> need to wait for the perfect time to enter this room. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's awkward. Uh, and now Sloan is, she's they, awful. She kicks him out. Um, and she's like, I guess we're just holidays. I'm not going to talk to you until Thanksgiving. This is where you really see Sloane's just mastery and self-deception. She's a bad person. Bad person. We didn't sleep together. What? We we don't care about you. Yeah, she says it right away. Like, uh, no, no, no. So now, next holiday, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, The aunt, uh, Susan, is there. Her holiday is the dad from Wonder Years, not Farouk. Um, because again, only one man for holiday and Farouk was my Labor Day fuck. And this is my fucking Thanksgiving fuck. It's the dad for fucking Wonder Years. What the fuck? And Farouk didn't even start out as her a wedding day I fuck. I know, it, right? Jackson started out as a wedding. But how great would it have been if this movie just took a weird Wonder Years turn? Like all of a sudden Sloan just stops and kind of looks up and you hear a voiceover from Daniel Stern. <laughs> but instead... Johnny Jackson on the spot is what I'm Why did he show up? He just shows up after the few beats. So is he going to show up? No, I don't think he's going to show up. Oh, he showed up. There he is. So they go to a supermarket and they argue about sex. I, at this point in the movie, I honestly could not believe there was like 20 minutes of movie left because I, I was know just like, there's no reason it for them, kept, any of this to happen, right? But just they kept just, going. This and the scene keeps going. They would have yeah. been tossed out of the supermarket. They are screaming about fucking each other in the middle of the produce section for like 10 minutes. It goes I mean, on there are on. some real truth bombs being dropped in the frozen foods aisle. Real uh, Swanson's truth bombs. Yeah. Yes. These are, <laughs> they're branded some truth hungry bombs. Some bombs. Just really bring it. <laughs> so yeah jackson just pours out his heart and she just goes to kimbe matumbo on his ass like here's your heart boom waggles her finger gets in his face says you don't fuck with the kimbe <laughs> like just like that seriously the I, this fight just keeps going it keeps going and then we go back home he finally like leaves says you wouldn't be uh brian or you wouldn't go after ryan gosling does that whole line uh, and they go home, and Dad from Wonder Years like has a heart attack uh, right in the middle. I mean, this movie is. Do you want to talk? Did about you it? not? Did Did you not catch the <laughs> the Gosling cameo? Where was the Gosling cameo? D- you didn't catch that? No. Okay, right. so it wasn't Ryan Gosling, but it was meant to be Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. They're, they're talking about how Ryan Gosling wouldn't shop at that supermarket. And he wouldn't show up there. He's too cool. And there's a guy who looks like if you squint okay. and had okay. three shots of, <laughs> of Jägermeister, uh, it looks like – and then and then turned off the TV and turned it back on real quick. It looks like it could kind of be Ryan Gosling after he lost a lot of weight. Okay. So it's Brian Gosling? Yes. <laughs> no. It's Brian. It's, it's Brian. Brian Ugly Duckling. Brian Lingos. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Gander. (laughs) So, yeah. Dad from Wonder Years has a heart attack. Wally has a heart attack. At the hospital, uh, Aunt Susan, who has this entire time been like, holidays are the fucking tits, is all of a sudden like, I regret my life of holidays. I regret holidating. And as soon as she regrets it, who the hell pops out but the one doctor... Still left in the uh, 
barren wasteland of new America, it's Farouk, for God's sakes. Break down the odds of him always <laughs> working the times that they have these emergencies. Not only that, but he's working at those hospitals. Not only that, he's working on the patients that they came and brought there. And he comes in right at a time where they're talking about relationships. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Farouk? Really? There's pretty basic for Ruth Caban. I but I do love this when when Susan goes to talk to him about Wally about the heart attack. He just goes, "Yeah, he's going to be fine." The man just fucking had a heart attack. <laughs> just had a heart attack. No doctor would say he's going to be fine. Not a great it's like, doctor. "Well, here's what he's got to do. Don't excite him. He's going to stay here for a bit." Yeah, he's fine. Whatever. He's fine. Yeah, he's yeah. he's good. <laughs> So Sloan is like, oh my God, my Aunt Susan found her holiday love. I'm going to find my holiday love. She goes to Jackson's building. She's about to ring his buzzer. She gets cold feet. Then he comes out of the building and she still gets cold feet. He walks yeah. right by her. She gets cold feet for like 30 seconds of cold feet and then he leaves. Cold feet. But she's at the she's at the buzzer entrance just hitting him. Just like Janice Rossi, <laughs> apartment 4C, you are a whore. <laughs> Superintendent, you have a whore living in your building. <laughs> Good fellas on Netflix, watch it. Good bit. Good bit. Then, if that's not enough, they now pass each other on an elevator, naturally at the mall, the place where they <laughs> live and spend most of their time. Like, why would they run to each other all of the time? Did that's Kevin like, Smith direct this? I know. Is this they really rats are too? Mall rats. But they fought, they pass each other on escalator, one going up, one going down, and they again don't say anything. Um, she's there with her family, including the precocious girl who suddenly turns into a precocious little girl in a rom-com and tells Aunt Sloan, life is giving you a moment. This is how children talk. Yeah. I mean, I don't have children, but that's no, not how children talk. Well, in, uh, in if you raise world. them right. If you raise them to be proper movie children, they will drop cones of wisdom at the most opportune moments. <laughs> and otherwise, they just will stay out of the way. Yes. Because otherwise honestly, just... we're not budgeted for that. <laughs> and they're all adorable. It can only work half days. I mean, it, just, it doesn't work with the, uh, the schedule of the phone. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So she chases them down in a crowded mall. It's Christmas again. Remember, we've, we've got a full year. We're on a new holiday calendar. So, of course, we get, because this movie is, there's nothing new in this movie, we get the declaration of love as public spectacle, because otherwise, is it really love? I mean, it's straight out of no. love, actually. And, yep. of course, this crowd of people in this mall is inexplicably wrapped while all of this is happening, her getting on stage and making a public declaration of this guy, despite their complete lack of context... <laughs> Yes. And despite yes. the fact that it goes on for like 10 fucking minutes. This All of a sudden, nobody has shopping to do. Nobody's like, trying to return nothing. anything. I got nothing. <laughs> I was here just to hear this choir who just yelled out Jackson to help this white girl. Um, I have no other things to do now. It is Christmas. What? No. That's not how it works. She, but yeah, there's a whole scene. She has the microphone. She makes the longest speech in the history. The Lincoln and Douglas did not make speeches like this. And it's not even original. She's lifting verbatim her aunt's lines from the night before about how the worst moment of her biggest regret of her life is letting Farouk go 
I mean, does it really mean as much when you say the exact words you your aunt said to you the night before? Copy and you pasted just... your whole fucking speech. <laughs> yes. But the crowd loves it. They absolutely love it. They again, without any context, they appreciate everything that she says, including like uh, revelations about their sex life. Um, even Santa she says, Claus I gave wipes up... away a tear. Santa Claus, he's just. He can't help him. He hasn't, he's a human being. I mean, he's not. Well, him and Mrs. Claus are going through a rough thing. <laughs> they recognize it. He's like, I live in this mall now. <laughs> she says, I gave up smoking for you. I've quit all my vices for you, except for self-deception and too much lipstick. <laughs> but are those vices? <laughs> and at the end, Jackson hears her speech and says, nah, pretends to walk away. But it's just a last little shot of insincerity before we part (laughs) i mean really it's just like a little bit of bullshit it's just like can you not even like have one honest feeling in your whole fucking movie no you can't the end the end i did like though after she runs after him extras are still not getting out of her way like roberts has to make her she's a small woman has to make her way through this crowd and the extras are still like nah nah, nah." we were not paid to move move. you're not gonna give us a sidecar we're not moving but that's it. End of the movie. The but the, the the most egregious or not the most egregious, but the most to me offensive thing of this movie is the ending montage of the photos of oh everybody. My. Oh my. Because it's it's basically if you are not a couple, if you do not or a thruple as the black friend <laughs> if you are not if you are single your life is not happy. Yeah. These are happy people. These are happy people because they're in, in a couple, even if it's Only actually not a happy pe- couple. Yes. Yes. As we'll see, because, okay, so in the credits, obviously, we see Sloan and Jackson. Fair enough. We see the little brother and his fiance. Fair enough. We see mom ended up with the dad from Wonder Years. While he has recovered, he lived. Eddie buried Bob. Uh, and he's like, hey, sight of the heart attack I had, I got to go back to her. <laughs> this is, obviously, this person who I bet and then had a heart attack, this is my good luck charm right here. It's kismet. <laughs> the Black Panther somehow connected with the ugly sweater girl and her family. I'm not sure how that all worked. Um <laughs> a, a cuck video. The hilarious bit. Speaking of cucks, the the husband of the sister. That whole thing was like disposed of very quickly. Remember, he was made to be the bad guy, right? Rem- this is like literally the first time that she has been out of his sight. She makes out with another person. And then turns around and is like, it's your fault because you care so much about your children. The ones who I just said should be whores. (laughs) Who I literally just said should be whores. Who I told to be whores. It's your fault for caring about them. That's why the first time in in years that I have not been around you, I made out with another man. The end. They are just like smiling in Las Vegas, like, yay. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) At least we're not single. I think your marriage might have some problems. But yeah, no, right? You're you're not alone. You're not alone and therefore happy. Mm. Woo! All right, holiday. 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 At all. So just remind everyone about our ratings. Run of the mill bad film, dare. Next level bad, double dare, and a movie we actually liked, reverse dare. I'll just say right out, double dare for me. It was a rough go. I I mean, especially after the first about, the first 15 minutes or so are just so intensely busy and crazy. 
And then once they have their meet cute in the mall, again, I, I just, I could have told you exactly what happens for the rest of the movie. Just sprinkle in a few shit jokes and a few sex jokes and a little bit of smuttiness. The movie writes itself. It's just, it is a Mad Libs movie. You just fill in the blanks and you've got yourself a film. So to me, double dare. Quirky. Uh, I, I'm going just a dare. Um, I don't, it was an enthusiastic dare. It's closer to a double dare, but uh, it was just a dare because there were parts that made me laugh. Uh, while I don't think it subverts romantic comedy, because what what is a subversive romantic comedy? Her- Harold and Maude, uh, you know, something about Mary's a romantic comedy. My Gal Friday's a romantic comedy. These are all done way better sure. uh, and sub- it's not subversive, but at least just interesting enough. It is a rom com. Because and it plays on those tropes while trying to be above it, and I do think it's offensive to to just say unless you're in a couple, you're not happy. Your mm-hmm. life is pointless. There's mm-hmm. no reason to get out of bed, bathe, anything like that. Uh, so that bothers me. But there were some jokes I laughed at. Um, I I didn't like the leads, but I didn't hate the leads. I, that's it. That's where I'm at. I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't necessarily like it. Fair enough. That is all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. If you're single, that's okay. It's fine. That's great. You don't need a holiday. It's made up by greeting card companies and chocolate we'll be your holiday. manufacturers. Your Just holiday. go rub one out and you'll be fine. <laughs> or don't. You know, you don't even have to. Asexual people are there, you work great. Absolutely. Uh, until then, wait, no. <laughs> I didn't even finish. <laughs> you didn't finish, dude. We'll be back in another two weeks. Uh, is that a holiday? Who knows? Maybe we'll make up a holiday to review another one of your movie dares. Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com and be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like and rate us on your top 20 favorite podcast apps in order yes yes i want to hear your list and we want five stars or 10 stars i don't know what all the star systems are we want an a plus we want five stars 10 stars and uh a thumbs up depending on what app you use you can read more of my movie reviews at the dare daniel website at daredaniel.com corky Who's your holiday? What do you got a holiday for the holiday? Now, I, you know, and instead of telling you where I'm performing at, anybody who does have a holiday or does get into a couple situation or thruple, whatever you're, you're up to, thruple, get that person thruple. to start subscribing to Dare Daniel podcast. Mm-hmm. Get that person to mm-hmm. also subscribe, rate, and review. You're not, that's, that's my, thing is that you're not a true couple until you're both listening to the same podcast That's true. ours being the first one very true indoctrinate the outsiders that's our message for today <laughs> yes that's it there's nothing sinister about that for isolate dare indoctrinate <laughs> dominate that's how we do it around here for dare daniel i am cult leader uh daniel barnes and i am quirky mcdonald saying i want to be a whore <laughs> <laughs>